0: Welcome, everyone, on this beautiful Sunday morning. There is nothing better than to come together to worship our Lord and Savior. First, we would like to have the greetings to the church, beginning
1: Let us bow in prayer to invite the Lord. Father, we are blessed to have been given a day, yet a new day, a beautiful day, Lord. And we are blessed, Lord, and privileged to have the protection to be able to assemble for we have the promise Lord out of your word that when we assemble you will be in our presence and you will speak to us and Lord we pray for showers of blessings from upon high for we cannot provide anything out of our own strength especially not the one that is speaking up front here lord we pray specifically that you would reach deep into our hearts and move words out of the word that is before us and translate it by your spirit into the hearts depending the needs that we have lord for each one of us has come with different experience with the different needs and we hope and trust that we would not walk away empty handed but that you would bless the effort of having come here and to fellowship with one another for that you have called us Lord to worship thee that is our first order Lord in this life AND TO FELLOWSHIP WITH ONE ANOTHER, WE PRAY, IN JESUS' NAME, AMEN. I'D LIKE TO READ OUT OF John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Gospel of John, chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? Because I go unto my Father, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever." Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but he know but ye know him, for He dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that love me. And he that loved me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. (laughs) Judah said unto him, NOT HIS scar YET, LORD, HOW IS IT THAT THOU wilt MANIFEST THYSELF UNTO US, AND NOT UNTO THE WORLD? JESUS ANSWERED AND SAID UNTO HIM, IF A MAN LOVE ME, HE WILL KEEP MY WORDS, AND MY FATHER WILL LOVE HIM, AND WE WILL COME UNTO HIM, AND MAKE OUR ABODE WITH HIM. I READ UP TO VERSE 23. May the Lord bless the reading of the word. To begin, forgive my fumbling with the glasses. I forgot my real glasses at home in in the rush. So I have some reading glasses and I can't see you if I keep them on. I chose, actually I was going to refuse to preach uh, because I was preaching uh, the last six weeks, pretty much, uh, and I uh, was very tired for the last uh, week or so, you know, coming back. But this the sermon yesterday, as I was sitting here, kind of spoke to me because it it somehow touched upon what I was dwelling on, on this chapter 14 in John. Uh, Not at all anything about uh, wedding, but yet a number of points uh, really resonate with what we heard yesterday. And yet the inspiration came from a different angle. Uh, As as I was reading this passage uh, maybe a week ago or so, Because of a comment that I heard, Uh, someone uh, was talking about uh, accepting Jesus. And I thought, well, this is not the way I understand things. How can we accept in our hearts the maker of the universe. He needs to accept us. We're talking about covenants yesterday, and, and this is the chapter that uh, was the basis of my receiving peace some 47 years ago on a Thursday evening, I believe. I WAS WRESTLING WITH FAITH FOR for A LONG TIME. AND IT WASN'T SO MUCH THAT I DID NOT UNDERSTAND WHAT THE GOSPEL SAID. I BELIEVED IN GOD. I BELIEVED THERE WAS JESUS CHRIST. I BELIEVED THAT HE PAID FOR MY SINS, BUT I JUST... There was something missing. And it had nothing to do with just receiving him. I knew this wouldn't do it. And this chapter, specifically, after reading it, studying it, and then reading verse 6, it was like a flash of light. It was like. Not to make it cheap, but like the Edison bulb, except much, much better. It suddenly, it suddenly came to me. Just as an introduction of why I was reading this passage. And as I was sitting here yesterday, there's so many parts that really are, uh, reminded me of, of this chapter. Not so much the first part, when we read here, let not your heart be troubled, ye believe in God, believe also in me. He's speaking that to his disciples specifically. In my father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. He's saying this here at the beginning, and some people, I understand, think this is a a passage uh, to use for the funeral. Um, I think this is just an introduction to the rest of this chapter that is incredibly uh, deep, I think, this chapter is, is so deep uh, that is, uh, I will, for the rest of my life, work on this. He's just telling them here up front in the first three verses, warning them about the fact that what he's going to tell them now, they may not be fully understanding at this point, but he will come back and, and at the end of this chapter, I believe he tells them here in verse 30, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do arise, let us go hence. He actually says to them, I'm going to fulfill the commandment of my Father. And you don't understand everything right now. And so then he goes on, and then, as Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not where thou goest. How can we know the, the way? And then he goes into this awesome sermon, if I can put it that way, about who he was. I am the way, the truth, the life. That that just expresses everything. The way, how we must walk, follow him, and there is no other way we can even discern what the way would be unless we have the truth and the life. But then he makes the statement, no man come unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, ye know him, and ye have seen him. He's standing there, God incarnate, telling his disciples, You have seen God, the creator of the universe. And I understand when Philip says in verse 8, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it sufficeth us. And Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Well, I'm glad I was not there in the shoes of Philip because... Seeing this rabbi, Jesus, in front of me, and he telling me he is the creator of the universe, I would have had serious doubts. But having the privilege of looking back 2,000 years and having the privilege of the entire world, it's so much easier. There's no way they could have at the right at this point fully understood what he was saying. We have the privilege to have the the word. John in the in the epistle, in the first epistle, he begins that letter was saying that. THAT WHICH WAS FROM THE BEGINNING, WHICH WE HAVE HEARD, WHICH WE HAVE SEEN WITH OUR EYES, WHICH WE HAVE LOOKED UPON, AND OUR HANDS HAVE HANDLED, OF THE WORD OF LIFE, THE WORD OF LIFE, HANDLED, MEANING THEY COULD TOUCH JESUS, THEY ACTUALLY NOT ONLY SEEN HIM, THEY WERE, they were IN PHYSICAL CONTACT WITH HIM, AND IT WAS NOT THE MAN, just IT WAS THE WORD. OF LIFE. IN THE BEGINNING OF THE GOSPEL, IT'S JUST A BEAUTIFUL, BEAUTIFUL DESCRIPTION. IN THE BEGINNING WAS THE WORD, AND THE WORD WAS WITH GOD, AND THE WORD WAS GOD. THE SAME WAS IN THE BEGINNING WITH GOD. ALL THINGS WERE MADE BY HIM, AND WITHOUT HIM WAS NOT ANYTHING MADE THAT WAS MADE. ISN'T THAT AMAZING? He's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the Word. In Revelations, Mm -hmm. in in chapter 21, it says, and he said unto me, meaning Jesus, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. And I always read this until recently by thinking, yes, alpha uh, and omega, the beginning of the Greek alphabet and and the end. It's it's the beginning and the end, the description or a metaphor for the beginning and the end. But actually, it's the alphabet. It's the word. Without Jesus coming to us, we wouldn't have the Word. We would have maybe the Old Testament and the Prophets. But He became the Word to us. Literally. I was wrestling with, with the concept, with God having to send Jesus to die for me. Why couldn't he have just kind of declared me free of the sins? I, I just personally, I wrestled with intellectually perhaps, in my mind with this. Until I looked further down in this chapter. And it, not because I could figure it out, but somehow, suddenly, the spirit just came and revealed it to me. It has nothing to do about knowing. It has nothing to do about living a certain way, as some may think. It has everything to do about a relationship. A relationship we enter with a with maker of the universe which is as we heard yesterday another contract it's a covenant and we can't make that covenant ourselves just like abraham could not even enter into that covenant agreement he didn't dare to and with right so he could not hold it because if we want to live if we want to live as some may think according to the Ten Commandments, perhaps, and we think that we're okay, and some some believe that if we if we just live honestly, if we live uh, and maybe even like young rich r- ruler, and can say yeah i I don't steal i I don't, I don't lie, I, I don't do all of these things, and i'm I'm okay, and I know Jesus died for all the sinners. And some, I'm glad I don't know most of you, but maybe some are here who think that. Now I know yesterday there was at least one person here who thinks that, but it's totally wrong. It has nothing to do with how we live in terms of trying to implement our righteousness based on what we know what what the laws are or the rules are because we're all sinners the, the word says we all fall short of righteousness that would actually be good enough to be part of the covenant with God to experience God as as john says they could handle him they could actually be right there with him and so we will be once we are translated into into the presence of him we we will be in this awesome presence of the maker but only if we can experience him here in the now that is really the the problem with trying to be right with God by works. Or by thinking that we are probably even better than some members of the church that we may have fellowship with for many, many years. Because we can see they are not perfect. Either. We can see that they too need the work of Jesus on the cross. And so maybe I don't really need to be part of a fellowship. Maybe I don't need to make the covenant in the baptismal. Maybe I just move on and I'm okay. But I don't think that's what what it really is based on even this simple chapter here, that or it's not simple, but that very, very uh, deep chapter which reveals a mystery that was revealed to me. That it's not about so much of what we do, because we couldn't really do it by ourselves. Jesus, I think, refers three times in this chapter about keeping his commandments. In verse fourteen he says <clears throat> in verse fifteen, I if ye love me, keep my commandments. In verse twenty one, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loved me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and he will, I will manifest myself to him. And in verse 23, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. And it's he's talking about keeping his commandments. And so we could. Perhaps think, well, it's all about keeping some of the commandments. Well, what were the commandments that he's talking about in this chapter? I'm sure it, it includes all of the Ten Commandments. In, in a previous chapter, in chapter 13, verse 34, He says, the new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, and that ye also love one another. In chapter 15, this, in in verse 12, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. We heard that yesterday, too. This is really the mystery that's, in this chapter that the apostle is talking about. Can we love God? The one the one we cannot possibly even imagine, because it, it's it's beyond imagination who the Creator is. The Israelites, the Jews would not even dare to utter the word God, as we can. And yet, the commandment here is to love, to love him. Well, he's talking about loving each other. I experienced yesterday this amazing uh, working together of a church, making a a beautiful wedding with a lot of work that was behind it. I know this would be impossible unless, unless there would be love amongst members. If there is not love amongst members, you could not pull this off. And that's, that's the mystery about this expression here in this chapter that when we love each other we actually fulfill the commandment and he says if you if you fulfill that commandment then I will come to you and I, and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may b- abide with you forever. And in the other verse that we are at, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we, the Father, and Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, will come unto him, and make our abode with him. Isn't that beautiful? God will come into our hearts, and abide with us. Uh, this has nothing to do with, with a contract as. BROTHER DOG WAS TALKING ABOUT YESTERDAY. THIS IS NOT A CONTRACT THAT WE CAN MAKE. WE COULDN'T HOLD IT. BUT IF WE FOLLOW HIS COMMANDMENTS, SPECIFICALLY THE ONE ABOUT LOVE, BECAUSE WE KNOW WE CAN'T KEEP THE TEN COMMANDMENTS. and BECAUSE WE CAN'T KEEP THE TEN COMMANDMENTS IN A CONGREGATION working together as a congregation, sometimes we have some friction. And the devil will use that to try to drive us apart. And that's true for a marriage as well. It's true for a church. It happens all too often. And Jesus makes the point here, make sure that you love. ONE ANOTHER. WE COULD DIGRESS INTO MATTHEW 18 WHERE THAT COMES OUT VERY CLEAR THAT IF WE ARE THE ONES, IF WE ARE THE ONES WHO ARE OFFENDED, WE BETTER MAKE SURE THAT WE CAN UNDO THIS IN OUR HEARTS. THERE IS NO WAY THAT WE CAN NOT OFFEND OTHERS. IT WILL HAPPEN. but. WE BETTER NOT BE OFFENDED. BECAUSE THEN WE CAN'T LOVE ANYMORE. AND IT IS SO IMPORTANT THAT WE CAN DO THAT. BECAUSE AS I SUDDENLY UNDERSTOOD SO MANY YEARS AGO, IT HAS NOTHING TO DO ABOUT WHAT I CAN ACCOMPLISH OR, or, or HOW I, I LIVE. IT HAS EVERYTHING TO DO ABOUT RELATIONSHIP. If he had known me, in verse 7, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Well, they couldn't quite fully comprehend that. But later on they did. They understood. And I understood it because I could read the rest of the book. I could could read the end of the book. Of the word that is given to us. The Spirit will come to us if we knock on the door it it doesn't just come there's perhaps others that that just come to church and figure maybe that's that's all that's required but no it, it it requires of us to make a step to seek him to knock on the door and he tells us that he will open HE WILL OPEN THE DOOR IF WE KNOCK. SOMETIMES THE KNOCKING TAKES A LONG TIME. AND I'M, I'm GLAD and THERE'S SOME, MAYBE HERE AS WELL, AND I KNOW from, FROM OTHERS, THAT THEY'RE JUST GOING ON YEAR AFTER YEAR. AND KNOWING THEM AS MUCH AS I KNOW, IT, it HAS NOTHING TO DO WITH, with uh, A LACK OF ZEAL. But they are waiting for what I was waiting for. And it's not a bad thing. Namely for the Father to come. Like we read in verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loved me. And he that loved me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Waiting for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to come. If that doesn't happen, then we just have a head knowledge, perhaps, or we, we got the theology right, but isn't that's not enough, isn't it? it that's more like a contract. It's got to go beyond that. It's got to to become real. It's got to become alive. The spirit has to manifest himself in our lives, and then the peace comes, and. THERE ARE SOME THAT ARE HOLDING OUT FOR THAT, AND, and IT'S A MYSTERY WHY IT TAKES SO LONG, BUT we should, not, WE SHOULD NOT PUSH, WE SHOULD NOT DO ANYTHING, REALLY, BECAUSE THIS IS WHAT HAS TO HAPPEN, THAT IS REALLY WHEN WE KNOW WE ARE CHANGED AND TRANSFORMED. And so, I would only encourage, if there's anybody here with, with that particular, in that particular situation, as, as I was and many others were, not to give up. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, meaning to love one another, not to be critical. And he that love me shall be loved of my father. So we know we are loved of his father. And, and in due time, he will manifest himself. To all those who really seek him out and when that happens it's just an incredible experience because then we understand why there is a trinity then we understand why god is not just an awesome creator in in heaven and we somehow have to follow the rules and the commandments And then when we do, it's okay, or maybe not okay, as so many in this world believe, totally misled by the evil one, it has everything to do about relationship. And the devil will try mightily to undo relationships that are made on that basis. WE HAVE TO BE AWARE OF THAT. AND IT CAN DECEIVE US BY THINKING THAT, WELL, MAYBE IT IS MORE ABOUT APPLYING OURSELVES IN ONE WAY OR ANOTHER WHEN IT IS REALLY ABOUT KEEPING THE COMMANDMENT OF LOVE. AND THEN WALKING BY THE COMFORTER, THE HOLY SPIRIT THAT IS GIVEN TO US TO, to DISCERN THE TRUTH when we, when we read in verse 6 that he is the way, and we know the way, but the truth sometimes escapes us when we try to figure it out by ourselves. So perhaps we try to Google it, and uh, so often we, we need some help there, but really, when it comes right down to discern how to live, it's, it's more about having the spirit. Point is the right way. Make us look into the word. Because the word. The more I look into it. The more precious it gets. It's. Jesus himself. Expressing himself to us. in, In the word that we have. Full of truth. And then. When we apply it to our lives, to, to our problems perhaps, it, it becomes life. It becomes real life. When, when the devil comes and, and tries to, to, to undo a marriage, or when the devil comes to try to undo the love of a church, the relationship of a church, and we don't give in. I don't know exactly IN WHICH PASSAGE, I JUST READ IT THIS MORNING, IT'S TALKING ABOUT, AND HE will OVERCOME, THIS IS PROBABLY IN, in, in REVELATIONS 21, AND HE will OVERCOMES, AND and WE, IN OTHER PLACES, IT'S TALKING ABOUT PERSEVERANCE, IF WE PERSEVERE AND NOT GIVE IN, TO HAVE THE LOVE TAKEN AWAY FROM US, THEN WE not only experience that there is healing, we actually experience a a whole new life. it's, It's more than just the restoration. When we come to see each other, not as opponents, but as people that have overcome perhaps opposition, DIFFERENCES OF MIND AND WE HAVE OVERCOME THEN LOVE IS SO MUCH MORE GREATER LOVE BECOMES PURE IT'S A BEAUTIFUL THING AND THAT'S WHAT WE ARE HERE FOR I THINK THAT'S THAT'S WHAT OUR TASK IS TO LIVE IN THIS WORLD LIVE IN RELATIONSHIPS WITH our FAMILY WHETHER IN THE CHURCH SO THAT WE CAN WE CAN GO THROUGH THE TESTS, THROUGH THE TRIALS AS WE READ IN JAMES THAT WE SHOULD REJOICE when, WHEN TRIALS COME. SOME OF THEM ARE SIMPLY LIKE ACCIDENTS or, OR ILLNESSES AND SO FORTH. AND SOME OF THEM ARE TRIALS WHERE THE DEVIL COMES AND TRIES TO TAKE OUR LOVE AWAY AND, and PUT DOUBTS AND PUT MISTRUST INTO OUR MINDS. AND WE NEED TO OVERCOME THAT. And, You know, we can rejoice, James says to rejoice, and I think, at least in my way of thinking it is, we should rejoice because we know it's the devil, and the devil would not touch us unless he knows that we are not in his possession. That's how we know we are his, meaning Jesus, in Jesus' hands when every so often the devil comes and tries to destroy the love. Tempt us in, in ways, and, and there are, are there many different temptations in our lives, and, and as I get older, some of these things are no longer that important. is uh, not that tempting anymore as they used to be. Uh, but other things uh, are more difficult to deal with, perhaps, and it doesn't really matter. Our entire life, God has his way to move us forward from one level to the next until we have fully understood that love that he has shown to us and that he allows us to make covenants in this world to experience that That relationship that he has offered us. May God add to this word whatever it was missing.
0: God is love. And that brings it all together as to why God does what he does as we read this precious chapter and the brother meditated on it and the relationship revealed in it, the thought came to me, the contrast with the Old Testament. The whole Bible is the word of God and the Old Testament is very necessary. But grace and truth, we read, came with Jesus Christ. The law was given by Moses, the Old Testament shows our great need, but abundant grace is revealed in the New Testament, and when we read verses like this, I want them to be where I am, to love them with the love that I had with you, with his father, the relationship that is being offered, and that Freely. Freely. He did it all. All we do is surrender when grace is being offered to us. A perfect way, but an incomprehensible, powerful, loving Creator. And that's being declared unto us, for us to choose. To Him be the honour and glory evermore. Amen. This concludes our service.